Get ready for biblical preaching and teaching. I am Pastor Adam Bigelow. Isn't it time to get unstuck? This is the Reaching Forward Podcast. Ask the Lord's blessing. Amen. Amen. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 17. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. This man said, the thief that stole my diary and my Bible died today. And his friend said, oh, what does that mean? He said, well, my thoughts and my prayers are with his family now. <laughs> It'll dawn on <you>. And <laughs> thoughts in your diary and your pre- anyways. That was a little morbid. We all need to laugh once in a while. And the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And I would like to preach this morning. For a little while on putting God's word to work. Putting God's word to work. Jesus said, behold, in Luke chapter 10, I give you power to tread upon serpents and scorpions. He wasn't talking about vermin. He was talking about spiritual enemies, okay? And over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. Jesus was telling his disciples, I am giving you authority over the enemies that you face spiritually in your life. Now, he wasn't talking about the devil like incarnate. He wasn't talking about some... Uh, you know, physical enemy. He was talking about spiritual attacks. Where do spiritual attacks happen in our mind? Right between the things that hold your glasses on, right? Right between your ears. The spiritual attacks come right there. And Jesus was saying that I'm giving you power to have victory in your thought life. The, re- the, the recipe for success there is, the Bible said, take the sword. Take the sword. When I was a uh, younger man, I went for a walk with my wife. Before my daughter was born, we would go for a walk. We lived on the west side. It was the best side. So, you know, sometimes people failed to secure their dogs in their yard, Okay. So this dog would bark at the, you know, bark at us as we walked by their fence line. But then, since the owner didn't have the sense to like keep the gate shut or whatever, that dog saw that, oh, you're right there. Well, I'm just going to come out and meet you. So the dog tore out through the front gate, and it was one of those not a not a pit bull or anything, but it was one of those dogs. It looked like it could be dangerous. It was probably Heinz 57, right? All kinds It was one of those like junkyard dogs. So it came out and it began to bark at my wife and I. The owner was nowhere in sight. Say, preacher, what did you do? Well, I figure I don't have to run faster than the dog. Oh, no. Just faster than my wife, right? No, that's not what I did. 
You know what? The world doesn't need any more men like that. There are a bunch of kids running riot at the mall. And I say our mall. I don't go there, but it just happens to be across the street. The problem with that is there were no men. They were teaching their kids that you don't act like that at the mall. You don't tear things up. And so I don't think we need more cops. I don't think we need more restrictions. I don't think there needs to be metal detectors. The man needs to take his position as the head of the family and do the right thing. And uh, I remember when uh, Brother Claude left us. And uh, there were so many men that stood up and talked about what Brother Claude did. He was not just someone that raised his family, Sister Ruth's husband, but he raised the whole community. They would come. Isn't that true? That's true. Men, young, they were grown up now, but they would come over and he was a mentor of a man. A man who had a job. A man who took care of his family. And you know that I'm thankful that not only did he influence his family, but he influenced a lot of other people in the community. One man makes a difference. And the reason that there's a bunch of miscreants out there, it's not the fault of society or TV or TikTok. It's because men don't take that authority from God and raise their kids. Man, I I was telling a joke, but, but anyway. Not really a joke, but... So this dog came up and he was barking at my wife and I like, rah, rah, rah. and you know that it, like there's a happy bark, there's an investigative bark, but then there's that bark where I may want to bite you, right, with yes. that growl. And uh, I, I don't have that much chicken on my legs, but it's just enough for a dog to eat, right? <laughs> and we're in the South. I said, look, I should have pulled my pant leg up and said, it's not fried. You don't want this chicken. <laughs> but... <laughs> I had, a, I had a firearm in my, uh, somewhere, I don't know, waistband or something, and I had a permit. So I took my firearm out, pointed it at the dog. My round was already in the chamber, so I didn't have to do any of that funny stuff, right? And I looked at that dog, and I reasoned with him. Okay, we had, the Bible said, come, let us reason together, saith the Lord. So I was like, come on, let's talk. Now it's even, right? Or more, right? I took out a superior weapon system to his teeth and uh, pointed at him and I told the dog something. Now, I don't speak dog. Have you seen Dr. Doolittle? Where he's like, and he's speaking to the dragon and then it like makes them both communicate. I'm not Dr. Doolittle, but I think, I don't know if it was a Glock or if it was a Taurus, but it was something. Uh, He spoke Taurus. He must have spoken Glock, okay? But I looked at him and I said, go home with authority in my voice and got right back up in his face. And if dogs, they, they know what the alpha is, right? Who's in charge? But it was because I had my gun. I wasn't, it wasn't in my Taekwondo skills, right? And I, I put that forward and I said, go home. And that dog calculated what was going to happen if he didn't go home. And he went home. He sure did. Which is a blessing because I didn't have to knock at the door and say to the owner, we regret to inform you. That spot has left some spots on it. No, we didn't have to do that, right? But you know that that's exactly, I share that because I believe in the word of God. That barking dog that, uh, that, that goes around, the Bible said not a dog, but he's like a roaring lion. He goes around and he means that he's threatening and he's uh, threatening to devour us. He's threatening to take us apart. But it's a threatening that happens between our ears. That the Bible says that we don't have to be a victim of the devil. 
we can be a victor over the devil and over his plans and over his devices. We're not ignorant of his devices. The Bible said that the solution, take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. This person, the word of God, the Bible says, is quick. That doesn't mean it's fast. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 4, the word of God is alive. It's alive. You know, when I came, it says it's quick and it's powerful and it's sharper than any two-edged sword. And the Bible said it pierces even for the dividing asunder of soul and spirit. It could actually know where the, how to cut that. And of the joints and marrow. And as a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Have you ever seen someone cut fish? Someone gave me some fish and I didn't know how to cut it. And so, first of all, my knife is not a $300 knife. It's a $3.99 knife, okay? It makes a difference how sharp your knife is. Because they just like, okay, you just insert here, you go whoop, and they make a fish fillet. And I inserted right there. I hope Brother Jador does not listen to this. So he gave me like a catfish. <laughs> and I cut some fillets. You know, you cut the head off. And I didn't, I didn't want to do all the de-gutting and everything. So I said, I'm just going gonna, gonna to cut the fillet off. I mean, I am not kidding. And I put the fillets, one of my fillets from the whole side of a fish was not much bigger than a quarter, a nugget. (laughs) From the whole side of a fish? That's waste, isn't it? Yes! Because you had someone who didn't know how to use a knife and the knife wasn't sharp. Okay, it was an error of user and there was also equipment failure, okay? But the Bible said that God's word is not going to fail us. That's why when I remember I came to the house of God the first time and it was like I was getting cut all over the place. That God began to deal with things in my heart and I'm like, ooh, I felt that one and ooh, I felt that one. And I, I began to hear things like sin shall not have dominion over you. What? I don't have to fail and I don't have to keep sinning just because I feel like doing it. But no, God gave me an opportunity to hear the power in the word of God. And you know, it's not sharp. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. But let me tell you, the word of God is all edge. There's no, there's no handle on the word of God. It'll cut coming, going, wherever it goes, it's all edge. It's like one of those shuriken. You know what that is? Like a ninja star. And you throw it, and it's, I never had one, but I always wanted one. And everywhere it goes, it's like a flying circular saw, right? The word of God is so sharp, and it, just, it lays things open. It can fillet us open. It can take all our excuses and say, that's an excuse. You ever given an excuse for something? Mm-hmm. What is it? It's just, a, it's just a reason. Like, oh, yeah, it's like this. You know, you say... <laughs> And you give an excuse. And you've ever done that to God? No, God, it's like this. And it's like this. And it's like that. No, it's not like that. That's like an excuse. And God said, that's an excuse. Filet, 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 filet. Bigger than a nugget, too. Brother Junor, forgive me. I mean, he's such a blessing. He gives us fish sometimes. And I'm, my wife's like, is it gutted? And I'm like, no, it's not. That means it's me. So... <laughs> Amen. I got to watch some good YouTube videos. <laughs> and my wife, my daughter loves fish, fried fish too. And it's good stuff. And if he's got a shark, he's got us catfish, he's got us, was it mullet, whiting? It all, well, all kinds of fish. It's all kinds of fish. And we just kind of throw it all together and cook it all up. So, so it's good. But you know that when something's done at salvation, you receive Christ. 
You receive the writ. The Bible said, do you receive with meekness the engrafted word? That means that the word of God becomes part of you. The Bible says, which is able to save your souls, that we receive the word of God. That's the logos, okay? That is important. That changes your life. If you've ever come to the house of God and say, you know, Jesus, come into my heart, change me, make me a new person, that's receiving the logos. That will, that will gain you an entrance into heaven. It's the word of God. And it's because someone has taken it and used it, and uh, you've received from it and the power of the Word of God. You know, the Word of God is so powerful that if you just hear someone, have you ever heard someone quoting from the, the scriptures just out in, out in uh, like the middle of nowhere in the mall or something like that, and people listen? All you have to do is just say, you don't have to shout it because it's so powerful. It goes past all of our, it's, it's, it's an amazing, it's more powerful than a nuclear bomb or atomic weapon, but it's a spiritual weapon. The Bible also says, though, it's the sword of the spirit. So it's not a physical sword. It's not a Glock. It's not a fish knife, okay? But those are metaphors to so we can see it's, it's something that we can use to fight with. And you know that uh, I remember when Samson, he was confronted by, was it a thousand Philistines, right? And he said there was nothing in his hand. So he's looking around, you know, if you're getting ready to get in a fight, right? You look around for a weapon, right? And he said he found, they said it was a new one. I wonder if God just, you know, told the Holy Spirit, drop it right there for him. <laughs> he hears something, dropped out of heaven, right? Or God real quick slew a donkey. <laughs> you don't find new jaw bones out in the desert. Have you ever been to the desert? There's dry bones, okay? Something new that came from Publix because it's a chicken bone, and just spit it out. It just doesn't happen like that. Like Reverend said, there's no coincidences in God. So he's looking around for something to fight with, and there's that new jawbone of an ass, and picked it up just like a club. And it said, therewith he slew 1,000 men. It wasn't, he said, preacher, was it the jawbone? No, it was the superior strength. That was just so he didn't bloody his fists up. The Spirit of God made him strong, and he was able to overcome the enemy. You see, it's the sword of the Spirit. It's a superior weapon system. The word of God is a superior weapon system for the life that you live between your ears. Years ago, I was at McDonald's and my friend got rolled. You know what that means? That doesn't mean, no, yeah, he got rolled. He got beat up. He got rolled. So he got beat up and I live in the suburbs, right? But it happens. So he got rolled and it was after a swim meet. So I was there with my letter jacket on. He had his letter jacket on. And I saw these guys. I thought they were just kind of like, you know, tickling him. I mean, I grew up in the suburbs. We didn't roll people. If you rolled someone, it was to like roll them down the hill. I mean, <laughs> but he was getting, he was getting beat up and assaulted. And I was like, I, I didn't get it. I mean, I, I, I saw it and I didn't get it. And so I went over and said, Hey man, what's going on? And he's like, Oh, Oh, and I'm like, Oh, he's got beat up. <laughs> hey, you're from the suburbs. You don't get that. I mean, really, it just does not compute. I'm not from the hood. Hey, I live there now. I know. We can do that now, but I was not from the hood. Trish, have you ever seen someone get rolled? No. Thank you. I'm not the only one. Okay, I hope you never see that. Okay? To get rolled is to be beat up and robbed. Yeah, thank you. You're, you're from the suburbs too. 
You know what that means, right, Spence? Hey, this ain't a white people thing, all right? <laughs> people do get this, right? So I walked up to him, and his, I think his last name was Khan. And he was bent over, and he was a big guy, right? But he was bent over, and he said, man, they threw my car keys out in the, out in the you know, just threw, just threw his keys. And so I went back to my car. I was about 17. And I got a tire iron, which is a bent, you know, piece of metal that you, you know, you take the lug nuts, that thing that takes the lug nuts off. And I went and grabbed it out of my car and uh, I stood guard on his car because he had to go home. He, had, he was, he was uh, not feeling good. And uh, so I had a superior weapon system, right? So I'm like, these guys come back. I'm holding my tire out. I'm going to whoop on someone. I never whooped on someone, but I figured I'd seen them on TV. I've never seen someone get rolled. This is new. You know, when people come to church and they realize you can have victory in Jesus Christ, they might never have heard that before. They might have heard everyone sins every day. That's not what the Bible says. The Bible said that God will give us the victory over sin. The Bible said that we can walk in newness of life. The Bible said that the spirit can have control and not the flesh. So I armed up. I armed up and I'm like, man, bring it. And so one of these other guys, we're just hanging out. He was just hanging out by his car. Not involved in the original situation. Okay? And I, I didn't know what the hood was. So someone looks at you and you look back at them. And then if you keep looking at them, that's a challenge, right? So I challenged this guy. I didn't know. And he started walking towards me. This was the suburbs, but the guy wasn't from there. Okay? But, but uh, he says something like, what's going on? What's up? And I'm like, hey, I'm just uh, guarding my friend's car. And then he told me that he had an exceptionally powerful pair of lungs. So what do you mean? He said that he was going to blow me away. (laughs) I knew what that meant. Because he opened his jacket. And I saw the hill. I saw his firearm. It was nickel plated. I still remember that. So now I don't have a superior weapon system. And what did I do? I remember, one hand up, and I slowly went down, and my hands were up, okay? And he, I guess he just wanted to punk me out, and he did a good job, okay? That would have been a viral YouTube video, right? And uh, so I backed away until he left, because he probably knew I was going to probably call the cops or whatever. I don't think I ever did. And I hope my parents, I think my parents heard this story, but if not, they'll hear it now. So, but... But I didn't get ventilated and again anymore. I didn't want to be on that kind of ventilator because it works both ways. But, you know, the Bible said, if we submit ourselves to God and resist the devil, he will flee from us. Well, how do you do that? You've got to take a superior weapon system. You know, the devil's not going to recognize your authority in you. The devil's not going to recognize an M16, a nuclear bomb, big muscles. You know that Samson didn't have big muscles because he didn't look like Arnold Schwarzenegger. You just say Arnold. Everyone knows. You just say Arnold. Everyone knows who that is. He didn't look like him. Because they didn't know the secret of his strength. And it wasn't in his long hair either. That was just a dedication. That was a Nazarite dedication. They used to take, they let their hair grow as a symbol of power. And when they were done, they would shave their head after their period of uh, dedication unto God. Because the Bible is clear that men ought to have short hair and women ought to have 
Long hair. It's, and that's, so that's what the Bible said. The, the, they, they still want to blur the lines of the sexes, okay? That's what people want to do. There's no such thing as trans. God made you a man or God made you a woman. Amen. And that's just the way that it is. So the Bible says, though, that they didn't know the secret of his strength because his strength was in God. His power was in in muscles. The superior strength that he had was something that we can take heart in. It's that the Bible said that our superior strength is to take the offensive weapon of the sword of the Spirit. It's not our sword or a sword, but it's God's sword. He said, boy, use mine. You know, when I was in college, I had a credit card, but it wasn't mine. But I have my name on it. You know who paid the bill? Pops, right? Thank you, Dad. So I was a mature college student. Don't listen, okay, Trish? And I used to say, Daddy, (laughs) plug your daughter's ears. Daddy, can I get $300 out from, you can do a cash advance with a credit card. And it was also a phone card because my parents lived in Hong Kong, right? So I had to call them long distance. I was in the States, in Pennsylvania. So they'd be like, okay. And so I go to the bank, here you go. It has my name on it, so I can use it. I'm authorized, right? And, but it also has their name on it, I think. So I got my $300 and went and spent it wisely because you could buy five large pizzas for $25. Like when I was, so, I mean, I made some investments, right? I really didn't buy any bad stuff, right? But you know that God gave us a card to use? He said, preacher, but I don't have any power. I don't yes, you don't have any power, but God does. See, we've been trying to subsist in our own power. God, let me do something. God, let me do something. God said, no, let me do something. Why don't you take the power of Jesus? Why don't you use the power of Jesus? You see that God knows that the devil doesn't fear you and me. So this man came to church. He was a friend of mine in Washington State. And I remember we lifted up our hands to pray. And he said, said, bring it on, devil. And I began to kind of. Kind of move away a little bit from him. You know what? I'm no, I'm no match for the devil, but Jesus is. You see, if I take the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, take God's Word with us, and then the Bible says that, he says, it's not talking about carrying a Bible around. So I carry my Bible everywhere. No, it's the Rima, the spoken Word of God, not the Logos, which is what Jesus is. But we have to speak the Word of God. You know, if you speak the Word of God, it can take you from sin into salvation. If thou shalt confess with thy mouth, what? The Lord, Lord, say, Lord Jesus. God, if you're Lord over my life, you're Lord over my Monday, you're Lord over my Tuesday. God, now that you're Lord, Jesus said, okay, now I'm your Lord. Now go use me to get a victory out there in the world. Use me to get a victory at work. Use me to get a victory on the road. Use me to get a victory. You know, the last thing is using the word. My wife comes to the piano. One of the best scenes is in Matthew chapter 4. Have you ever read Jesus being tempted by the devil? No, I believe I've been tempted by evil spirits. I believe you have. Have you ever been tempted by the Krispy Kreme spirit? No. <laughs> That's not evil. That's good. The fried chicken spirit. Been tempted. No, that's not, that's not bad. Amen. But I don't believe I've been tempted by the devil. You know why? He's one person. The devil is one person. He might tempt Billy Graham when he was alive. He might tempt some other great men of God. I don't believe he wastes his time on me. I'm just saying, okay? 
It's like, y'all, you got 27 people in your church. I'm going to come get you. No, I believe that God knows that the devil has bigger targets than me, right? He's a strategist. But I believe evil spirits have come in all of our lives and tried to get us to sin. And that's what evil spirits do. They want to get us to sin. Not just necessarily murder, but how about lie? How come that commit fornication? How about not do what we need to do? Like brother said, when God lays it on your heart, do it. And the tempter came to Jesus and said, if thou be the son of God, he had fasted for 40 days and he was hungry. <laughs> and there's probably some little stones that look like bread. He said, if, if you're God creating doubt in the sonship of Christ, that is the devil. Jesus Christ is God. Command these stones that they be made bread. That'll take care of your, your needs. But the weapons of our warfare, they're not carnal, right? They're not physical, but they're mighty to the pulling down of strongholds. They're spiritual weapons. Here's where the victory happens between your ears. Jesus said, it is written. I like that. What is he doing? He's pulling out the sword. Brethren, this is how you do it. It is written. Man shall not live by bread alone. Bread's good. Fried chicken is good. Watermelon's good. I'm from the South. But man doesn't live by bread alone or supplements or working out or your paycheck. It wasn't, it's not carnal means. Or jujitsu, preacher. I do Brazilian jujitsu. That's not where your power is. It says, but by every word, I like that, that proceedeth out of what? Not your mouth. You see, it comes all the way from God's word. Let me tell you, it goes through you. The power goes through you. Where does it come from? Heaven. When you say, devil, get thee hence. The Lord rebuke you. It's not coming from you. It's coming all the way from, God, from God's throne room. And the devil's like, he'll bow down. Every knee is going to bow down. The devil's knee, the tempter's knee, all of the evil spirits. knee. They can't resist the authority in the word of God. But the light, and he does it three times, and each time God says, it is written, it is written, it is written. What is he doing? Using the sword. But with heads bowed and eyes closed this morning, I want to encourage you. Use the sword. You know, the devil's a liar. He tell you, oh, my marriage is over. My job is over. This is over. We just can't get along. Or I just can't get anywhere in the world. Or I can't get traction in my spiritual walk. You know what I tell you to do today? Put God's word to work. Stop struggling and let God's word give you the victory. What is it through? In the name of Jesus. You see, he said we have to take the sword. We have to employ it. We have to use it. God, okay. And you know what? Maybe you need to take the sword, go back home and clean up some things that aren't supposed to be there. Maybe you need to change the things that you're buying online. Maybe you need to change the things, but you'll use the sword. Because that thought that comes in there, if it's not of the word of God, say, wait a second, I don't have to do that. In the name of Jesus, get out of my face. And you know what? Just like that dog saw my gun, it wasn't the gun that scared him, it was the authority in my voice. And your, 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 your carnal weapons don't frighten the devil. But the authority of Jesus frightens the devil. He can't stand in the presence of God. He prostrates himself or he'll leave because he doesn't want that light to expose him for who he is. And he knows that God is much greater. And God is much greater than anything. Let's use the word of God. Let's find a place to pray. Let's put God's word to work. You know what, today, you're in a situation, you're in a circumstance, 
Take the Word of God. Take the sword of the Spirit. And once and for all, say, wait, in the name of Jesus, I have the victory over this. In the name of Jesus, I'm claiming this in my life. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, we're healed by His stripes. We're healed. That comes from the Word of God through you. In the name of Jesus, that situation is going to be resolved. He works everything together for what? Our good. That's His Word. Romans chapter 8, verse 28. To them that love God, to them that are the called according to His purpose, He's got to be the Spirit's sword used by the Spirit's children. By God's children. He offers a sword to the Christian. And if you don't have His sword, first take His name into your life and then take His weapons unto you and then use them. And go out from this place and say, you know what, I'm going to start to walk like a Christian. I'm going to start to live like a Christian. I'm going to read the Bible, find out what it says, and then I'm going to claim it for myself because I need the victory. Brethren, the victory is yours in Jesus' name. Those strongholds are going to fall. The walls of Jericho fell. Those are physical walls. But there's spiritual walls that will fall down in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, they just walked around and then they shouted. And the walls fell down flat. And Father, I pray that this morning that walls will fall down flat. That the devil will find no place to hide in our lives. That the devil's power and that those things that tempt us and those things that discourage us would flee at the light and the power of the sword of the Spirit used when we put God's Word to work. Lord, I preach Your Word. Have Your way. Lord, have Your way.
circumstance and situation. God, you're the Lord of every problem. You are the solution to every problem that we face. You're the reason, God, that my spirit can rejoice. What a God you are. You know, when God so, solves a problem in our life, isn't that something we can say is, what a God you are. What a God you are. Have your way, God, in our situations, and God, that you're going to get all the glory. And not only that we would see the results, but that our friends, our family, those people that are around our, say, what happened to you? I put God's word to work in my life. We're going to close in prayer. I, I worked with a guy who wasn't a Christian. And we would stock sheetrock. We worked construction, which is not nine to five. It's like six to whenever. Okay. And I had a night school. I went to Bible school. And his name was Jose. He said, he said, Adam, I like working with you. And I said, why? He said, we always get off on time. We always get off early. And I was thinking, I mean, we didn't plan it. But you know, I believe God enabled me to get to Bible school. But he got the benefit because the guys would work into the late at night because jobs would just work like that. Has anyone ever worked construction? That's how it goes. But God's blessing was on my life. The power of God's word got me to, sometimes it was close, right? But God got me to church. God got me to Bible school. And God will get you where you need to be. And you know what? God will show the word of God's power in your life. And other people might not recognize it until you tell them. But you say, oh, that's just God's word. It's working in my life. It's powerful. Amen. We're going to dismiss in prayer. God bless you is our prayer. We got service 6 p.m. tonight. We got Bible study on Tuesday. We're going soul winning also at 6.30 on Tuesday. And uh, God bless you. We also have cake. We've got some, some Cokes from Atlanta. But really, they're from wherever they made them. There's some Cokes and some waters if you want to grab one and go. God bless you is our prayer. Father, we've preached your word. Lord, today, starting today, starting this Sunday, Lord, help us, encourage us to put the word of God to work, the sword of the spirit, to take it and make it uh, employed against all of the devices of the enemy that would get victory over those thoughts and victory in our thought life and victory, Lord, in our families and victory at work by employing God's offensive spiritual superior weapon system in Jesus name and the church said amen, amen.